you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Inc., the Google Ads agency. If you've been following my channel for a while, you know that I complain about everything that Google has ever done since the beginning of my channel. And if you haven't been following, then go back and look, because I can prove that to you. Every other video is just nothing but, oh my goodness, they're taking away our data, and they're ruining our lives, and they're trying to cheat us out of our money. And I was wrong. I mean, I was right about pretty much all of that stuff. But the direction that Google was heading completely took me by surprise. They've rolled out Performance Max, which, you know, up until this point, we've been like, oh, I don't know, how's it gonna work? How this is gonna manifest what we think, whatever. Y'all, it's amazing. It's amazing. We've got 30 some odd Performance Max campaigns running. It's not that they're all like taken off like a shot and working, but, and as Google is making more and more apparent and available, what we're seeing is so exciting. It's so promising. And some of them really are taking off like a shot. And it also explains some of the changes that Google was making in the last, I don't know what, three, six, nine months. They, they, they made these big, massive, broad sweeping changes. They made data driven attribution the default. They made customer lists became available and accessible to everybody. They changed conversion actions and, and, and bundled them effectively. They changed bid strategies. And at the time I was like, man, what the hell is going on? Now it makes sense. All of this had to happen in order for Performance Max to be rolled out because all of this is kind of built into the fabric of Performance Max. They've made all of their inventory one marketing mechanism, but they've actually given us some control and and more than we've had in the past. Performance Max actually has more control than Smart Shopping did, which is really cool. So this whole like, oh, Google is taking, Google's taking our freedoms. It was true in a way because all we saw was them cutting off feature after feature after feature after feature, but it was so that they could move to automated and algorithmic marketing mechanism that they then gave us more control over, but different types of controls. I'm so excited. So listen, if you want like the actual nitty gritty technical, these are the buttons that we're pressing. John, my business partner is creating those. Some of them are live, some of them are incoming. Don't worry. What I'm going to do now though, is I want to give you the overview. I want to give you like, this is what Performance Max is, and I'm doing it using Google's documentation. But I just want to walk through what Google says Performance Max is, and then what I think it is, and, and provide you with some what would we say? Guardrails, safeguards, whatever it is. So Google's been pushing these two data points and they've done it in every single piece of education they've pushed out on top of Performance Max. And I, I agree with both of them and they're both really interesting. Data point number one, 70% of consumers buy more online now than they did pre-COVID. And I think if you, more is significantly more. And we've all seen this happen, right? Like if you're an online business, e-com store owner, or even analog businesses that rely on digital facets, you've seen an explosion. I remember when COVID first landed, I, man, I, and uh, you know, <laughs> I was texting my dad and my little brother and saying, Hey, let's rent out all of our respective houses, Alamo the hell up, combine our income. Like I was terrified. I was convinced this is it. This is, and I'm, you know, something of a paranoid psychopath anyway, but I, I was just like, the whole economy is going to collapse around this thing. The opposite happened. The digital economy exploded. My business doubled, tripled, quadrupled, and, and so did yours, I imagine. It was amazing. It was amazing. And that's an important note, uh, especially as it relates to Performance Max, because it's fed us with so much more data. Data point number two, even more interesting. Some purchases have 500 digital touch points. So, you know, I've been going on and it takes 31 impressions before somebody's ready to convert. And that is in as much as anybody's able to measure true. But what we're noticing, and I think the thing that really helped spur us in this direction was iOS 14. The iOS 14 update forced everybody into a position where we actually started paying attention to attribution more and more. And, you know, my partner and I invested in an attribution company, Northbeam. And 
And when you see some of these these paths to purchase, they're insane. They're like it's unbelievable. People look like crazy neurotic because of how often they're just touching different things, looking at different things, and they watch a video, read a blog, and look at a page, and subscribe. And like it's unreal the number of touch points that are happening. It's unreal, and it's it's act, it's truly incalculable. And and I mean that technically speaking because. Session IDs don't remain intact. People change devices, you know, locations, IP addresses, move. And I don't mean move homes, but like they'll they'll get up from their office and they'll go to their house. They have now physically moved. And now you might not necessarily be able to piece all that together. So the digital touch points need to be multivariant, multifaceted. And, and it's going to be really hard if we're constantly paying $10 per click, which is one of the really cool things about the way that Performance Max is, is integrating with Google's entire ecosystem. It's the entire ecosystem. So the digital world has exploded. Way more people are, are making purchases and decisions online. And at the same time, and this makes sense, right? This is, this is the supply and demand thing. There's more, there's more traffic. And so we need to be in front of people more often. Um, introducing dun, 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 performance max. Y'all, I'm so excited about what this means. So Google has the value propositions here. Value proposition number one is you're going to find more customers and performance max has the ability to prioritize customer acquisition in a way that Google's previous products didn't. So we were prioritizing customer acquisition. We were cheating. We were lying to be, it was, it was insane. It was not, I have a video on that too. We were lying about what customers were worth in order to get Google to prioritize customer acquisition. And there's, you know, still some of that happening here, but it, it, it's at least, what would you say? It's at least built into the system instead of a hack that Google built on top of. And then Google goes on to say, drive more value from your budget, which I actually believe to be true. I think Performance Max is going to outperform other campaigns because it's going to be able to, it fills in the gaps. Uh, and Google's not telling you to turn off other campaigns. It's actually saying to build, to use Performance Max in addition to other campaigns, which I, I strongly agree with. So all the campaigns that have been working for you, especially search term exact match, keep those going. And then, you know, you think of those as your boulders. And then Performance Max is like the mortar that comes in between and, and kind of fills in the gaps. The insights are so cool. So my business partner, and you might not be aware of this. I'm going to go big again. My business partner developed something that he called the bottom-up funnel. And the whole paradigm was marketers have been taught to travel from the top to the bottom of the funnel. You know, awareness, engagement, consideration, intent, purchase, whatever. Whatever your funnel looks like. The funnel dilution machine. So some you get somebody aware of your product, right? So however many people there are, there's 100 people. Well, only a fraction of those, and maybe it's a large fraction, but, but only a percentage of those travels down the next stage of the funnel. So they're aware and now they're actually going to consider. And then you have to like serve them and provide them content and it takes time. And then only a percentage of those travel down the funnel. And so now they're actually uh, evaluating. And then, and again, you have to nurture them and provide them content and do all the things that only a percentage of those travel down and actually have intent to buy. And then from there, you know, you have to nurture and whatever. And then only a certain number of those are actually going to make a purchase. And it's not necessarily with you. So you have the, the funnel and you're feeding people into the funnel and it's diluting every time. And then sometimes you get to the end of the funnel and you're like, oh, I was going after the wrong people. I was saying the wrong thing. I charge too much money. I'm not competitive enough. I don't have the right product. You know, I'm not able to hurdle these objections. It's insane. That's the way that we've been taught to market forever. So John coined the term, the bottom up funnel. It's what I used to do my keynote presentation on when I was asked to speak. It's, it's on our YouTube channel. If you have any interest, I think the one that we recorded was at MDMC. It's a good talk. The bottom up funnel says, start with the bottom, start with intent, start with purchase. You know, I, I, I want to buy this right now quickly. And then once they, you actually get people who are buying, then you slowly move up the funnel. It's like, hey, people who are buying came from here, did this, were interested in that, read that, looked at this. It's one of the things that really helped us develop our real estate investment campaign. Um, Performance Max provides you with insights that, that it's effectively the bottom up funnel. 
they're 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 letting you know oh you know these these, these customers are, are in market here we have one of our clients is I'm trying to figure out how to give them away without giving them away. They're, they're a food product, very specific food product. And when we were looking at the insights, uh, the data that Performance Max was providing, we saw that four of the audiences were like right down the lane. It was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is that we're selling. You know, let's say that they're a, a yogurt. Then it would have been like, you know, interested in yogurt, uh, this creamland, dairy, whatever. But then the fifth one was women's apparel. And... Now, when John and I were talking, he was explaining to me why he thought that women's apparel really fed into this because this particular food product has, uh, you know, very strong, they were pushing like organic and, 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 and fair trade and all that stuff. And that bled over into some of the, the more niche women's apparel searches that he was seeing. All that to say, we found an audience not related to our product at all that we can now bid on because we know that that audience, even though they're not related to that product, would be interested. What an amazing, what an amazing opportunity. It's so cool. And that was, you know, one of five, there can be 15 or 20 when you're looking at the Performance Max Insights. Um, so really excited about that. And then the the Google's ability to automate around Performance Max and audience signals. These audience signals, y'all, are so freaking cool. That same client that I was just talking about, the food product client, we uploaded their customer list and the time to life for Performance Max went... It was it was amazing, and it's because it, because of the information that we gave to Google. So Google's going to make me go oh, through, not make me, but I'm going through each one of these uh, in sequence. So first is Performance Max starts with the goal, which is the way marketing should start. And this has been a soapbox that we've been on forever, and it's really cool to finally see like something that says yeah, like more. All these advertising mechanisms have always started with like the, the audience or the placement or the ad or the creative. Performance Max actually starts where it should start. So you choose your conversion goal. Now, this is where you're going to get into trouble. You because if you choose the wrong damn goal, you're sending the most the most powerful advertising mechanism I've ever seen off like a rocket. And you know this is rocket fuel and it's lit and it's going. So you have to make sure you're choosing the right goals and goals that can be optimized for and goals that you can actually indicate to Google. There's a whole strategy here when it comes to and you probably to be honest with you have already cracked this code, but it's 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 more important than oh they filled out my lead magnet Right? It's more important than that because you have to be able to show value. Google is optimizing, Performance Max specifically, is optimizing based off of values. And I used to be very hesitant at adding lead values. And now we're in a position where there's less and less choice in doing so. So super cool because it's goal-based. So you're going to choose the goal. The goal is going to be based off of your conversion goals, the defined conversion goal. And then Performance Max is going to figure out how to get you that goal with the audience that you choose, which we'll get to in just a minute. So now a couple of notes, don't replace your existing campaigns with Performance Max. Google wants you to run Performance Max alongside existing campaigns, which I absolutely agree with. Like I said, existing campaigns are the bricks and then Performance Max is kind of the mortar. Or there was an analogy offered once, I think it came from Stephen, but he talked about how the, you, you prioritize your life and he had you know great big rocks and then smaller little marbles and then sand and then water. And if you started with the water and then added the sand, there was no room for the larger marbles and the big rocks. But if you started with the big rocks and then started, you know, in reverse order, the things that are most important, they all fit in this big, great big jar. Your great big rocks are your search campaigns. And then performance max is whatever smaller, you know, sand that can come in and fill and maximize the value of. So don't kill your existing campaigns in lieu of performance max. That's that's a flawed model. The What I am excited about, though, is the new customer acquisition. MO, by the way, stands for marketing objection, objective, and NCA is new customer acquisition. The new customer acquisition feature inside of performance max is, is awesome. And it's, you know, for 
smart shopping is so bad at just being a remarketing tool. And Google specifically, I actually thought they were doing this on purpose, to be honest with you. And, you know, I, I guess I owe the trillion dollar Leviathan of a company an apology because this entire time, this last 18 months, I've been like, they're squeezing us out of all visibility. They're squeezing us out of all uh, control. And they're just selling our, our traffic back to us. And I was assuming like, oh, this is just the fastest, easiest, cheapest way for them to, to monetize all of their advertisers. And they were, they were selling our traffic back to us in a way where we couldn't even see that they were doing it. Now, here's the thing is I wasn't wrong. They were doing that. They, but it looked like they were doing that just to be dicks, to be honest with you. Now I realize they were doing it because they were about to put us on something else, which thanks for the heads up, Google, but new customer acquisition goal. So freaking cool. So freaking cool. You can actually go after people who have never heard of you before, which, you know, Google was this kind of recurring cesspool of just the echo chamber for a moment there. And, and I'm, I'm being, I'm overstating things. It worked phenomenally well, made a lot of people a lot of money, but we were getting to this point to where it was, it was just feeding us what we, what we already got, what was easiest. And, and, and I could tell that's because they were, they were doing this little change over here. Uh, drive more value from your budget. So the initial insights that we've seen for, from Performance Max, it hasn't worked for everybody. It actually didn't work for Solutions 8. The Solutions 8 campaign, and we're going to try it again in different, with different variables, but we got more leads. The leads were of a lower quality. So it's not going to work for everyone. Google says use data-driven attribution, which I don't think we can get away from. We haven't tested. That's the other thing that I should tell you is we've got 30 Performance Max campaigns running, but we haven't tested enough because this all of this hasn't been available long enough in order to really give you the skinny. So everything that I'm telling you, everything that I'm saying, everything that John's saying is subject to change. And you should probably already know that, but in case you don't, let me just offer that. So expect there to be some changes in the narrative. Um, but... All of that to say, I, I believe that Performance Max can maximize your, the value of your budget because it is the mortar in between the bricks in a really cool way. Performance Max campaigns deliver 13% additional conversions. We've seen that. We've seen it. It's, it's so exciting. The insights is maybe one of the things that I'm most excited about. The information that Google is giving us is so cool. And it's cool outside of the Google ecosystem. Google's starting to tell us who the audience is, what they're interested in, what their affinities are, what they're in the market for. These are things that you can use elsewhere. These are things that you can use to build an avatar, go out, find influencers, really build a brand, create content, develop thought leadership. It's so cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything on the slide that I want to highlight. Um, but here's a really good example. So you can see your top audience segments. And so Performance Max will come to you and say, and look, these are different. So uh, people that are in market for pet supplies, and I guess that would make sense if this is a pet supply company, but then you can see married camping and hiking equipment, sports enthusiasts, pet lovers. These are different audiences, obviously. But but look at the insight that you are starting to get into who this customer is. And you might say like, oh yeah, I'm a pet supply company, but I never thought about the camping and hiking and sports uh, uh, enthusiasts. And, and gosh, sports enthusiasts have 86% uh, share of the conversions. So we have, you know, your optimized and signal audiences. So you now have the opportunity to go through and create new asset groups specifically for this audience, which is one of the coolest things about Performance Max is every audience can get its own asset group. So you can customize the asset group, the landing page, all of the content, uh, the ads, the media, just for this audience, just for this page, or keep it all to the same page, which is actually, I think, probably more likely, especially for like, well, I was going to say, especially for products, but it's just as true for church services. It's, it's goal-based, but audience-oriented. It's brilliant. 
It's, it's freaking brilliant. And it gives us control. You control the conversion goal. You control the audience. You control what the audience sees um, and is exposed to and the messaging. And then you get to test all those things against each other. Um, it's awesome. And I'm sure there's going to be things in here that I absolutely freaking hate as we've been testing this. But but it's it's exciting to finally have something that we get to, that I'm not fighting. You know, this entire thing has been you versus Google. And now we have a tool that like, I feel, I feel like we're on the same side. We're, we're, we're actually trying to accomplish the same things to a degree. So now talk about the automation. This is where things are going to go awry a little bit. We're going to see... We're going to see conversions on a performance max basis, but performance max isn't giving us details on an asset group basis. Now, those might be incoming. Some of the docu documentation hints at it, but we're not able to, we're not able to really distill performance on an asset basis outside of it, it's categorical. It's like, you know, high, medium, low performance, but it's not telling you like these, this asset group and then these individual assets in this asset group are responsible for these conversions. So your ability right now to control the Performance Max campaign is going to be heavily reliant on how much you trust Google's reporting, which at the moment inside of Performance Max, I think I, I'm deeming pretty trustworthy. I, I, I'm hopeful that more is coming and there's a, a segment of this data that is available that's anything that's hooked up to a feed effectively. So some of it is there and more of it is coming. The audience signals thing is freaking cool. You can you can give Google the audience, the, the remarketing audience if you want to, which again allows for a ton of strategy, the custom audience if you want to, and it will speed your time to life, which we've seen. We've So we're gonna give Performance Max a goal. So you go here and choose the goal um, or set of goals. And you'll notice this is conversion action sets. This is why they built this. I was, I was I don't wanna say I was confused, but I, I thought like, I was like, man, this is interesting. When they rolled this out, now I get it. Like they have all of their inventory going after all of the goals that you've defined, as long as the goals are, are thematically connected. And this is a big gap in the Google Ads ecosystem because we used to just have a goal. And they had a, a primary and secondary goal, like a transitional goal. But that was limiting too. Now you have a collection of actions that all relate back to this goal. And Google's like, hey, you, and you get to say, hey, Google, as long as these people do any of these things, we're set. Um, awesome. So once we have the goal, and Google goes on to say, include the full range of goals that ladder up to your higher order goal makes sense. So you want somebody's contact information. You have these nine forms on your website. All nine of these forms, as long as they have the fields that you would want, are going to be included inside of that conversion action. Cool, Google. Cool. I'm with you. Uh, single goal-based campaigns. Now think single goal doesn't mean single conversion. That's why it's a conversion action set. You can have multiple conversion actions, but all pointing to a single goal. It's where we get our, need to get our nomenclature really clear. And then Google's referring to the path to purchase. Performance max is path to purchase aware. I really like that terminology. They're, they're, they're working to figure out what steps a user needs to take to buy. This is something Google hasn't been good at in the past. It's actually something, this is where they, they, they have replaced an agency, but in a really good way. We used to know, all right, they have to go through, you know, we'd call, do the way we would label our campaign spoke to this. This is our awareness campaign. This helps build our awareness. And the client's like, I want to shut that off. The conversions are low. And we're like, no, if you shut off your awareness campaign, then your conversion campaign is going to die over time. It's going to atrophy and die. Your conversions are low, but this is what brings people in. It's more or less a funnel. The path to purchase awareness that Google is bringing to the table is going to take all of your assets, all of their channels, all of the audiences, and then, and then Google is going to, via machine learning, figure out what it takes certain people, what steps they have to take before they're ready to purchase. <laughs> so cool. It's so cool. And they're using all of their inventory across all of their channels. All of their inventory across all their channels. And there does seem to be some limitation there. And I don't know if it's in this 
if it's in this deck or if it's in the other one, one of the other ones that I'm going to do, I've got three of these. But in one of the appendices, Google an explanation of some of the inventory limitations based off of campaign type. Here we go. How performance max works. You define your goal. You provide your assets. You add your feed. Give targeting signal. Actually receive signals to be honest with you. But you can also optimize according to those. Define a location. And you're, you're basically like, here's the, all the puzzle pieces. And then we're going to we're going to drive towards this goal together. So um, marketing objective. What is it that I want people to do? Provide Google with everything. So if you're running a local campaign, I don't like that they say optional here, by the way. This kind of pisses me off. I don't like it when Google gives people more rope than they need to hang themselves. If you're running a local campaign and you're trying to drive people to your business, your brick and mortar business, you have to have a Google My Business. You have to, have to, have to. So I know they're saying optional because if you're not driving brick and mortar, then you don't need it. But again, in one of their assets, they tell, they have best practices for performance max. And I'm going to do another video on that. And they tell people trying to drive local actions that Google My Business is optional. It's not optional. It's not optional. If you have products, Google Merchant Center, GMC is not optional. There might be a strategic reason why you actually might not want to do that if you have really high ticket products and you're trying to drive leads instead of sales. But give, do the work. It's hard. It's a pain in the ass setting up a feed. In a lot of cases, we use Data Feed Watch. Um, it's not a pain in the ass setting up Google My Business. Sometimes it takes time though because they send a postcard, which is so funny. There's got to be a more efficient way. Anyway, ad feeds, business data feeds, assets. This is where the strategy falls in. And... This is going to suck. Let me pause here for just a minute. Performance Max is going to favor creative more than Google ever has. Facebook was always the creative-based ecosystem. Google has always been the, the data-driven, you know, kind of sterile. Like our, our ad copy, I tell clients, you're not going to be impressed with my ad copy. You're not going to be impressed with my ad copy. All I do is I just go and I see what's been working for everybody else. It's either in your business or, or analogous to it, and then I steal. And it's always, with Google, it's always been the more sterile, direct, you know, unique selling proposition ad copy. I don't think that that's going to change, but Performance Max is going to burn through assets. It's going to burn through media. And people that can come up with more and more and more media and assets are going to be more successful inside of Performance Max. Here's what's really interesting. And Google's documentation says this too. They don't want overproduced media. They want authentic, raw, real, organic. So all of your images and your videos don't, you know, the, the Ivory Tower Creative Agency, that stuff is 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 not going to help you. You need organic media creation. So uh, the reason this is going to suck is because we're going to have to go and we're going to have to beat up on our clients all the time. Hey, I need more media. Hey, I need more images. Hey, I need more videos. So if you're running ads yourself, get really comfortable creating them. And y'all, you don't need to be Scorsese. You don't even need to be good in front of camera. Just do what I'm doing. Figure out what your comfort zone is. Get your smartphone out. Be ready to walk around with, you know, the little selfie stick or whatever. Shoot a video. Shoot images it doesn't need to but like it doesn't need to be insanely overproduced and scripted you need to be able to provide a lot of it though so quantity i gosh am i going to say this yeah quantity over quality not to say put out crap just to say put it out and if it works inside of the nice thing is performance max will figure it out it'll be like oh this is good this is good this is bad this is bad give me more of these um so this is going to favor massive media creation. The assets, the, the text is going to be easy. We've been dealing with that forever. Images and videos, images and videos. Audience signals, if, if you don't do this, you're wasting money. If you have a list, if you have either a customer list or a marketing list, whatever it is, first party data, upload it into Performance Max. We've seen this firsthand multiple times in small and big accounts. It, it increases the, site, the, the, the time to life rapidly. Geo targets and budgets, 
self-explanatory. These are just, you know, check, 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 right? And then from here, the ads are going to serve across search maps, display, Gmail, discover, and YouTube. All of Google, all of Google. So cool. This could just be previous prejudices. I don't recommend using Google Analytics conversions for all the reasons that we've never recommended using Google Analytics conversions. I don't think your data is going to be as tight there. And because Performance Max is so heavily dedicated to the conversion goal, I think this is dangerous. The exceptions are, and we have a lot of campaigns, by the way, there's a lot of exceptions to the rule. We have some campaigns that we took over where the performance was already great and was using Google Analytics conversions, and so we kept them. Sometimes we'll keep Google Analytics conversions if there's a tech stack issue, the inability to track, whatever. So there are exceptions, but if you're setting this up brand new, I'd go with Google Ads conversions just to be safe. Now, the recommended campaign timeframe, this is in all their documentation too. They say four weeks. Check performance max over four weeks. I don't understand I like it when Google gives us flat advice because they rarely do, but I don't understand how they can offer. This is, it's like trying to triangulate with one point. It's well, how much are you spending? If you're spending a dollar a day, four weeks isn't going to be enough. So this campaign, I'd be really careful with that depending on your spend. They go through and let you know the text image and video assets that they need. This is interesting to see. I've not seen Google get this specific with the size of assets, or I should say the proportion or distribution, whatever the word is I'm looking for. And you can tell where they're, where they're using their, their local or map-based campaigns. You're going to want to give them as much of everything as you possibly can. Here's what's crazy. Ready? If there are no video assets, Google will automatically create videos for you based on text and image assets. No, do not let them default to that. Go create a freaking video. Anything you do is going to be better than anything Google does here. Bet money. Well, actually, you know, watch me be proven wrong, which I'd love, I'd love for that to be the case because it'll make my life easier, but there's just no way. I don't think that you should allow, because Google's going to be pushing you into inventory spaces based off of what it wants to push you in front of. I, I wouldn't be using some templated video that Google creates. Uh, and now you're going to be in everything. YouTube display, search, discover, Gmail maps. Freaking awesome. Um, the asset groups are going to be so important. And y'all, you can create tons of asset groups. I imagine it's limitless. You create multiple asset groups instead of performance max campaign. And the asset groups are, the asset groups is also where you define the audience. Ah, what? It's so cool. And then that extensions. So here's what's really interesting. Google has these three, you know, start testing performance max alongside existing campaigns. Cool. Set the right goals. Awesome. Evaluate performance max with a pre-post analysis after four weeks. Four weeks I fight you on, that's my highlight. But also, what you need to do, the, the, the best, the single most important best practice is create the right asset groups. You need the right media going to the right audiences. That's the strategy. I don't know why they're not pushing that harder here. You can tell this is just a data nerd who wrote this thing. So, here's Google telling you how to analyze performance max in the pre-post framework. Uh, I agree with what they're saying. Cam uh, campaigns are optimized towards the same goal. So you want to make sure that you're only comparing them against campaigns that are optimized against the same goal. Don't compare them against campaigns that aren't optimized against the same goal because it's, there's no, there, obviously, there's no apples for apples. And I'm saying obviously, but it's not that obvious to a lot of people. So this is interesting. So here they have the pre-campaigns. So they have an entire month here, the month of February, which is the, the pre-period. And then whatever your conversion lag is. Now, this is interesting. The post is implement performance max allow performance max the time to ramp up here they have march 15th to 31st and then you have the comparison period your inclination and my inclination is to take 
the, the control group and compare it against the beginning of performance max. What Google's asking for is some grace in the ramp up period, which makes sense to me. We've seen that. We actually manage the expectation with our clients from a sales perspective on all campaigns. But performance max specifically, it bounces around. It's like you're watching a machine learn. And then Google, what am I missing here? Oh, and then there's other stuff. Performance planner, okay. I never trust their numbers anyway. And then I love their case studies because their case studies are always, this is cool. So offline conversions, by the way, I think are going to be really cool for performance max, like really critically important. But then their case studies, you know, dominoes, sum up, Pendragon. It's like, oh, this company that spends $100 million a minute was able to improve performance. I'm like, well, of course they were. You had more data on them. I hate that Google doesn't provide more realistic case studies. I'm really excited about Performance Max. I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains. It's not going to work for everybody. Interestingly, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for Solutions 8. We've got 30 Performance Max campaigns running, and, and a lot of them are like, it's saved clients. It saved our biggest client. And I think it can work for Solutions 8. I think, honestly, it's just us. I don't think we've cracked the code yet. And that's the problem. This Performance Max, it's a sandbox. It's ex experimental. You know, you, you define these parameters and then you wait and see. And then Google gives you information. It's it's exactly what I want. It's exactly what I want. I define the parameters. I set it off. It comes back and says, here's what we learned. And then I get to adjust the parameters again. Um, it's so cool that we get to drive the strategy. And the insights that Google is bringing back, they're actually valuable. It's really, really exciting. Anyway, if you're running Performance Max, if you figured out something that we haven't, let me know. I never trust all of Google's documentation and education. In this particular instance, because Google, because Performance Max is working, I'm inclined to. I'm inclined to at least Google, give Google a little more grace than I than I, than I, I have in the past. If you took our, our Smart Shopping coursework, you'll remember that I had it. That was my presentation on Smart Shopping. It was, here's what Google says, here's the truth. And I think the slide was called Google's Lies or something. So we will find out where you don't follow Google down whatever rabbit hole that they're offering. And they've made, in some of the other slides, they've made recommendations on, you know, what bid strategy to use. And they're already recommending what um, attribution model to use, obviously. And I think data-driven makes sense for Performance Max because of this insane multi-touch thing that we're talking about and the fact that they're going after new customer acquisition. So I'm inclined to believe them because it's working. But we will find the holes. If you found them already, let me know. <sighs> I thought this was going to be a 10-minute video. I've gone for 33. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan. A bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.